Welcome to the Reinvest Podcast, a podcast that is based on building confidence for you to manage your personal finances and the ministry finances that you've been entrusted with. We're continuing our conversation today with uh, Chris Compton. I am the host, John Brummett. So picking up on our conversation that we had in our first episode, we're talking about uh, some of the things that we first faced uh, when being out on our own and kind of how that, um, how those decisions we were unprepared for, uh, but those are the decisions that are going to make the lasting impression in our financial futures. And so we're kind of talking through that and kind of ways um, that if you made uh, not the best decision during that time, how you can uh, work through to get ahead uh, now. And if you're in the, in the position of we are walking through that now, uh, safeguarding yourself not to make those same um, poor decisions that, that we made. Uh, in the first episode, we talked a little bit about you know, figuring out how to do your own taxes to save you some money. Uh, and then also um, just being wise in the decision making that you have for, um, you know, purchasing vehicles and things like that. And so today uh, we're going to pick up that conversation again. We're going to we're going to talk through uh, things like student loans and um, credit card debt. Uh, some of the things that you face in your early um, adulthood that you really weren't exposed to uh, growing up, but it's things that you need to, to know about and, and to know how to navigate through. And so, um, Chris, you want to start us off? It's good to be uh, back discussing these things. That's, you know, hindsight for us all is always 2020. And so I hope that we can you know, discuss things that will help others as they are facing in their uh, young careers getting started and maybe even those who are older um, that, you know, have kids that can help teach and train them on some common, you know, mistakes. And, and as we mentioned about the, you know, the credit card debt, and I think we may have even briefly uh, broached this the last time, you know, the, the ease of which, uh, you know, credit cards are available and uh, you know, how, Easy accessible. I remember, you know, getting that first invitation or first uh, promotion for a credit card in, in college in my mailbox. And actually, I think I, I took it out and never did really spend a whole lot on it. But I, I know that it makes it seem like they're so easy. And, you know, being, uh, you know, when I was in school, you know, uh, trying to uh, live out on my own. And of course I had parents who, who helped me out a lot with help paying for some of my uh, education and, but I needed, you know, monies to, you know, to eat and other different things and how easy it was to just, you know, use, you could, you could just use a credit card to go pay for things. And so I think that uh, is something that, you know, we, uh, people need to be uh, aware of and, how, how easily available they are and how easily they can, you know, get you in trouble. Now they're not all necessarily bad things because some people can use them and use them wisely. And it could be a great uh, tool in managing your finances. You know, there's perks for, for using credit cards, but I found that, you know, 
uh, I, I know for me, you know, personally, you know, there were times where it made it so easy that you can get a little out of hand. And uh, so you, I think we have to be, uh, they can be used to be a great tool, but if you're not careful, uh, like most people, uh, that, that it can get out of hand, and especially when you're, you're young, uh, starting out in college, getting started, and uh, you're trying to do things on your own. You want to be independent. Uh, you want to have fun, especially if you're out of college. You, you want to go do things other people are doing. Uh, you know, things, uh, new iPhones coming out, uh, need a new MacBook or whatever. So it can be easy just to say, okay, I got a credit card and I can pay for these things, but then really have no plan on, you know, how you're really going to pay for those things. Yeah. And I, th I think one of the things that um, I especially see with uh, college students, like whenever I'm uh, teaching some of the, the classes and stuff at the college, a, a lot of them have this mentality of, oh, well, I'll rack up the debt now because I'll have my job when I get out. And so it's one of those ideas of, well, in the future, I'll, I'll be able to pay all this off. And so it's not a big deal right now. And the truth is, is you end up racking up a whole lot more debt in that scenario because you're not guaranteed employment when you first come out of college. And so, um, especially now with like uh, unemployment as high as it is and stuff like that, I, I think that you're looking at a much longer timeline between when you are finished with school and when you will have uh, full-time employment in the career path that you've chosen. And there, I mean, there's many people that never get a career in the career path that they've chosen. And so, you know, racking up credit card debt or even student loan debt um, a lot of times it's the idea of, Oh, well, I'll be able to pay for it whenever I have my full-time job. I, I know that I've had multiple conversations with, uh, college students or recent grads that have just gotten out that were like, Oh, well, you know, I came out of school with, you know, 50 or $60,000 in student loan debt. And then they went into a career where they were making $45,000 a year. And it's like, yeah, you, you're not, you're not making enough to be able to pay off your student loans very quickly and the interest on it will just accumulate and accumulate and stuff. And so then you get into the people who they're not working. And so they're deferring payments and taking on the interest without, you know, paying any of the, the payments and stuff like that. And so it, it can become a snowball effect that puts you in a tougher position, um, than you originally thought when you first started doing that kind of stuff. And so it's kind of a dangerous position to get into this, Oh, well I can pay it off later kind of mentality. Um, I actually prefer to use a credit card, uh, over like my debit card or anything like that, just because of the protections and stuff that credit cards have on them rather than uh, a debit card would. Because like if you had uh, fraudulent charges or something like that, you've got more protections uh, on those credit cards than you will on your debit card. But, you know, if you're the type of person that if your credit limit is, you know, $5,000, you're going to spend that whole credit limit, then even though you don't have the money to back it up, then it becomes a dangerous thing for you and stuff. And so I think um, knowing your personality and knowing, um, uh, how you are with 
Like, are you going to spend just because you want to spend or are you disciplined enough to be able to maintain it would be a big indicator as to whether you should take out a credit card or not. I hit, I get the argument a lot of, well, I need to build credit, uh, especially from college students. They're, they're like, Oh, I need to build credit. And so I need to take out credit cards and stuff like that. And you do need to build credit, but you need to do it very wisely and very safely. And so, um, you know, I've, I've had some people that they take out credit cards and the only thing that's allowed to go on credit cards is gas or something like that. Something that they know they're going to be able to pay for and pay it off at the end of each month without having, um, you know, a large credit card bill that they can't cover. And it is interesting to me because that's like having your payments, um, having your payments paid on time and stuff help build your credits, not using your entire limit on credit helps build your credit score. And so there's, there's things like that that are actually do contribute to your credit score, but that's not how most people think of most people think about it as, Oh, well I have to have some credit someplace in order to do it. And so I'm going to rack up a credit card bill and stuff. And it's like, well, you actually just need the credit in your name and make payments on time and pay it off. And so you don't actually have to carry any debt on it at all. And so I think getting people to understand that would be a a huge benefit, especially starting out is, you know, you can build credit, just do it very safely and very cautiously and you'll come out way better in the long run. I think, uh, I think you'd agree with, with me here that, you know, for a person to to use, because I personally have really migrated to using, you know, a credit card to pay uh, bills and just different things. Uh, like, like you said, because of the safety feature, but you know, for a person getting started out and doing those things, you can do that. But I think what goes hand in hand with that is, you know, some simple fi- personal financial habits of, you know, having a spending plan or AKA budget. Uh, because if, you know, you want to pay that off because as, as you talk about with, uh, you know, credit score, you know, you can have a $5,000, $10,000 limit, but if you have revolving credit of five or $10,000, you know, if you always have your limit maxed out, that's actually going to hurt your credit score more than it's going to help it. So uh, having, using a credit card and, and having a spending plan that, you know, yeah, I'm using my credit card to pay for my uh, cell phone bill to get gas, to get groceries, but you also need to know that, Hey, I, I do have enough income stream coming in to cover these charges and, you know, to take care of that. And so I think just some basic, uh, budgeting spending plan, uh, goes, goes hand in hand with, with doing it in order to do it correctly and wisely and safely. Yeah. I think the number one reason that most people are in financial trouble is they don't have, uh, what they would consider a budget, uh, written out. And, you know, I, I go back and forth as to whether, you know, you actually need it written out or not. Uh, You have a budget, whether you think you have a budget or not, you know, because your budget is just what you spend money on. Um, But I think the, the key is, is to just have the knowledge to look at it and to see kind of where everything is going. Because when you have that knowledge, when you see where everything is going, then you, you, you tend to do better. Uh, I was reading a study a couple of months ago about 
um, people who tithe. And they said that the correlation between people who tithe and people who are financially stable is like in the 90th percentile. So like it's as close to hundred percent as you can get it. And so um, it's one of those things where I think that comes down to when you're tithing, you're giving the first fruits of your labor. And so you have to look at what's left after you're, if you're going to give you know, your first fruit, you have to look at what that actually is to be able to do that. And so in looking at it, then you're more apt to make the decisions that are within that parameters because you, you know what it is. And I think a lot of times people just don't know what, what their finances are. And so they can't make the best decision because they have no idea. And so I think that's, you know, just looking at your budget or just looking at what your income to your expenses are, uh, whether you want to write it down in a budget or not, I think that goes a long way in getting people on good financial footing. And some people probably need to be more strict and diligent, you know, um, about a budget. Some people probably need to have it down and keep up with it if you have the tendency to spend more than you make. Uh, and so, and then there's others who, you know, can just do, do as you're saying, you know, kind of know what you got coming in now and, and can kind of do it, you know, in, in their head and stuff like that and, and still save money and do that. So it's it, each to each your own on how to do it. But uh, I think it would be getting started out. If, if you especially have the tendency to, to, to spend uh, and it's okay, you know, to want things and, you know, but there's got to be some priority and you got to, got to be careful. And I think having some sort of spending plan budget would, would just be sure that you don't get yourself, you know, in trouble to where uh, you're always going to be uh, falling behind. Uh, because as you know, in, in our industry, what we're trying to get through people is, is to prepare for the future and prepare and save. And if you're always having to pay off debt because you spent so much and you don't have as much that you could save. And so, I think that goes with that. Yeah. I, I think one of the, the main things that people are very concerned with their present wants versus their future needs. And so, um, you know, in studies they've done where they, you know, they'll ask people, you know, we're going to have a meeting next week. Do you want apples or cookies uh, at the meetings? Most of the time people will say, well, I think, I'll probably need Apple at the meeting, but then whenever the meeting actually gets there, they put out both more people will eat cookies than they do apples. And so, um, you know, it's one of those things where the idea of the future, we're going to make better decisions. We're going to, you know, be healthy. We're going to save money. We're going to do those things, but then we get in the moment and it's much easier to take the, Oh, well the, the cookies, good and sweet and I can do it right now and I'll make up for it later. And, but you keep pushing later off further and further down the road. And so at some point you, you run out of road to push it down. And so then it's like on you. And so I think, I think getting to the point to where you're making your saving and your, your debt is under control. I mean, I think that's what, you know, financial, security actually looks like is your debts under control or non-existent. And then you have money in the bank for 
future purposes and stuff. And so you're, you're able to, to live comfortably. And, you know, a lot of people think that, well, it would stress me out too much to have to save and this kind of stuff. But the truth is, is once you get out of debt and you have some money set aside and save for the future, your stress level goes way down because you can handle situations that arise uh, that were unexpected uh, and things like that. And so you, it, it actually is better for your health to be financially stable in your, in your environment and stuff. So, well, I, I appreciate uh, Chris taking the time to, to be on the podcast with us uh, today and talking through uh, some of these things that we face when we're first out on our own. Um, I know that we didn't go into very much detail as far as like how to solve those things um, in these two podcasts, but I think that just having starting the conversation and at least thinking about it goes a long way in helping helping people get on the track that they need to get on. But you know, we'd invite anybody to you know visit our website at reinvest fwb.com uh, for more detail you know, feel free to reach out to us uh, at our office uh, we'll, we're more than happy to, to talk through any kind of thing that you need us to talk about appreciate you guys thanks thank you for listening to the reinvest podcast for more information please visit our website at reinvestfwb.com please subscribe to the reinvest podcast through apple Podcasts, stitcher google play and more